<clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our Pirkei Avot series. We are today going to be working on the seventh Mishnah in the fifth chapter. It's Pirkei Mishnah Zayin. Shiva Devarim Begolim Veshiva Bechacham. Chacham, Eno Medaber of the Misha Gadomi Menu Bechokma Ubiminyan. Veeno Nichnas the Toch Divre Havero. Veeno Nivhal Lahashiv. ושואל כעניין ומשיב כהלכה, ואומר על ראשון ראשון, ועל אחרון אחרון, ועל מה שלא שמע, אומר לא שמעתי, ומודה על האמת וחילופיהם בגולם. So it's over here a reference to a person that's just a body without a brain, basically, right? It's somebody who's, right, a, an ignoramus. So seven things apply to such a person, and seven apply to a wise person. The wise person does not speak in front of somebody that is greater than him, either in wisdom or in age. And he does not interrupt his friend when he is speaking, and he does not rush to respond he asks questions that are pertinent and responds properly. And he responds to a question in the proper order. The first question is answered first and the second answered second. And whatever he was asked and he doesn't know the answer to, he says, I don't know. And Mode Emet, he says the speaks, he is admits the truth. And the inverse of all the above is the fool. End of Mishnah. So there's a lot of Musar in this Mishnah, obviously. Um, we'll start from the top. The Chacham does not speak in front of somebody who is greater than him in age or in wisdom. Uh, the, the, the source for this idea is brought down in the Torah, actually. Um, Moshe and Aaron, well, you know that Moshe was the younger brother, was chosen by Hashem to originally be the spokesperson. And... Uh, Moshe makes his way to Eretz Yisrael, I'm sorry, to Eretz Mitzrayim, and he comes to Aharon, uh, and he tells him, listen, this is the story, Hashem sent me, blah, 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 the whole story. And now they have to go inform B'nai Yisrael. The Pasuk says, Who spoke to the people? Aharon. Who did the miracles? Aharon. Now let me ask you a question. Who was instructed? I mean, Hashem told Moshe, go talk to the people. And Moshe came and he gives the honor to Aaron because he knows that Aaron is his older brother and therefore he did not want to speak in front of Aaron, who happened to be the Gadol Ador for the people of Mitzrayim at the time. But Moshe Rabbeinu was, was very, very careful with this fact that, Moshe, that Aaron was his older brother and allowed Aaron and asked Aaron to be the one to present the news to Bnei Yisrael. They tell a very famous story of uh, Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik, right? the progenitor of the Soloveitchik dynasty from the from Brisk. And uh, one time he was invited to a uh, conference of, of rabbis in St. Petersburg in Russia, and they, they gathered all the big, big chachamim of the day. And they asked him to be the, uh, like sort of like the keynote speaker. You're going to speak, uh, open the open up the, uh, you know, the conference. He got up there and he and he asked, uh, you know, he started to give a derasha and he asked a massive question, 
powerful question and all the rabbis in the room all the Tabidei Chachamim are starting to debate back and forth and all maybe like this, like that, and you know, there's fire in the room, they're going back and forth. There's one rabbi sitting down, doesn't open his mouth. Who is it? It was the um, the Belzer Rebbe, the rabbi from Belz. His name was uh, Rabbi Tzhak, what was his name? Rabbi Tzhak Belzer, I guess they called him Rabbi Tzhak Belzer. I'm assuming. So anyway, his name was Rabbi Tzhak. And uh, sitting there silent, and all, known also to be, a, a, you know, a scholar. And everyone's going back and forth, and they couldn't come. And then finally, you know, he, uh, Rav Soloveitchik, gives up his dirashah and his answer, and everybody's, wow, unbelievable. Oof, oof, oof. And this rabbi, Rav Yitzhak, sitting there silent, didn't open his mouth, didn't say any, didn't participate in the questions, didn't participate in the answer. Rabbi noticed. He was like, what's going on with that? They say this guy is Adam Gadol. I don't understand. Anyway, the conference is over. He goes home. He goes back to the hotel. He asks his Shamosh, do me a favor. Go get me this book. The book of this Belzer Rabbi. It's called Priyitzhak. Go buy me the book. I need to look at it. I, I, I don't understand. They say that this is Adam Gadol, but he didn't open his mouth. Yes, the, the Shamosh goes to the bookstore, comes back with the book. And he starts reading it. And sure enough, in the book is the question that the rabbi asked. And in the book is the answer that the rabbi gave. And he realized that the Belzer Rebbe didn't want to speak in front of him because he felt that the, I mean, the Belzer Rebbe felt that, that Rabbi Soloveitchik was greater than him and he, he didn't want to speak. So he called the conference the next day and he brought everybody back together. <laughs> and he said, This is, he told them what happened. He told them what happened, and they realized that that, that, that the Belzer Rebbe was was a dam gadol meod. He was a giant, and uh, and he was doing this because of his of his anivut. He did not want to speak in front of somebody that was greater than him bechokma, and he felt that Rosh was greater than him. So, uh, that's you know a lot of musar. We jump to answer, we jump uh, to attack, we jump to somebody says something, and automatically we're looking how to chop down his legs. And even if it was no, I thought of it first, and all kinds of. Don't speak in somebody who's greater than you. Don't speak. Siagla chokhmashtika. We said we'll get there in the avot that that being silent is uh, is a lot of times the the right move. Most of the times the right move. Anyway, so the next part of the Mishnah says eno nichnas letoch divrei havero, which is a lot something we really all need to work on. Uh, let people finish what they're saying. Why are we interrupting people? Especially if it's somebody that's saying something that maybe we don't disagree, we don't agree with, um, you know, fully. Uh, or even if they're saying something that we do agree with, but we want to say that, oh, it's my idea. So we just jump in, interrupt, stop somebody talking. Somebody let them, let them finish. Let them finish. We see in the, the, the uh, source for this idea is from Abraham Avinu, believe it or not, when Hashem uh, tells Abraham he's going to destroy Sodom. And uh, so, you know, with the story, we all know the story, very famous, well, Abraham starts to pray, maybe there's 50 sadikim, 40, 30, 20. Now, let me ask you a question. Hashem knows there's nobody in Sodom. Right? He knows. He knows there's less than 10, obviously, right? And Pashut, of course. And therefore, why make Abraham go through this whole speech back and forth? You know what the Pasuk actually says? At the end of Abraham going back and forth and back and forth, and maybe there's 20, maybe there's 10. It says after that, Vayelech Hashem ka'asher Abraham. Hashem left when Abraham was finished speaking. 
Why? He didn't want to interrupt Abraham. He didn't want to interrupt Abraham and say, no, 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 I know there's nobody there. You know, we hear things that we disagree with. And instead of letting the guy finish and maybe address it in a nice manner, no, no, just jump on somebody right away. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. You don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. No way. No, because we you know why? Because we also like to embarrass him. That's why. Because it's our kavod. Because I know more than him. I'm, I'm smarter than him. I'm greater than him. Why should I let him talk? Nobody's greater than Hashem, and Hashem let Avraham talk it all the way out. Okay. The Enon Hal Hashiv is after I was a good boy, and I waited for the person to finish. I didn't attack right away. I didn't jump on him right away. Slowly, take a chance, take a breath, digest what the person said. Maybe look at it from a different angle. Maybe it's not so clear. Maybe you didn't understand exactly what he was saying. And then, when you're ready to respond. Then you respond. We learn it from the Torah, again, as always, right? Pasuk says, Don't walk up, right? The uh, the ramp, the, of the, there was no ramp, up the steps to the Mizbeach. And the next Pasuk, after the next, right, it talks about, That uh, when it comes to, to uh, you know, judging and laws, uh, slowly, slowly, slowly. Climbing, 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 jump right up. Go, go, climb. No, 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 no. Climb. Nice and slow. Take your time, slowly, walk up the ramp, right? To a, to get to the point that you're trying to reach. Is asking a question that's pertinent. As a rabbi, I can tell you that sometimes this is a difficult one because, you know, people assume that everybody knows everything. Um, but at least they, 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 they're down the kafzichut. They expect their rabbi to know everything on the finger, at the finger, fingertips. And Baruch Hashem, many, many, many rabbis do, but there are many that don't also. And if you know you're asking a question of that's not inyan of what they're discussing or what they're learning, um, you're asking a, a question from left field. So not that it shouldn't be asked, but it should maybe not be asked in public. Because it's very possible that the rabbi doesn't have the answer at, the, at his fingertips and he's going to be embarrassed. So if it's something that, that's you know pertinent to what's being learned at the table or discussing in the middle of shiur, it's a masichet that you're learning, the topic that you're learning, or something that everybody knows, finger to bread and butter type of thing that rabbi, yeah, of course, you can ask at any point in time. But if it's an obscure question about uh, you know a topic that is not so well-versed, people are, so you have to be careful. So a chacham is sho'el ka'inyan. And if he does ask le'inyan, then the rabbi will answer meshiv ke'halacha. He will be responded properly, and he'll get the halacha back. He'll get something as opposed to getting some kind of answer because he puts somebody on the spot and he gets an answer that's not the halacha because the person was embarrassed and answered that without having, you know, having an opportunity to think it through. So, again, difference between a chacham and somebody who is a little bit foolish. Ve'omer al rishon rishon ve'al aharon aharon. You answer in the proper order, okay? So when uh, Eliezer Ebed Abraham went to uh, get the wife for uh, Yitzhak, so he gets to the you know the be'er. We know the whole story, and he meets up with Rivka and he tells her, "Bat miat, ayesh bet avich makom lanu lalun." Right? He asks two questions. Who are you? Who is your father? The daughter of who? And is there a place in your father's house for us to to rest? What does she answer back? 
She answers back exactly in the same order that they was asked. But betuel anochi. And therefore, first one. And then, gam teven, gam misporav imanu, gam makom lanun alin. Right? And, okay, and therefore, lalun. And therefore, she answers back, yes, we have, my, I'm the daughter of betuel, yes, we have food and a place to rest. Fine. And therefore, we, we, we try to, you know, uh, when a person asks questions, sometimes you get a couple of rapid-fire questions in a row. And then what happens is if you if you try to answer the second one before the first one, you, you'll forget the first one. Or the, you know, I, I, I can tell you that from experience. I'm um, sitting in a shiur and someone asks a question, and the guy right next to him answers the next question. If you, if you answer the second question first, very likely that you're going to lose the, the train of thought to try to go back to the original question that was asked. Um, so it, it's a it's a it's a good idea to when asking ask multiple questions answer the first question first second question second fine the alma shelo shama omel lo shamati now this one is the reason I chose the mishnah this is the reason it says in this mishnah a person who did not hear the answer or does not know an answer or does not know a topic or does not we're not expected to know everything. We all like to think we know everything, but it's not true. And it's, and it's, you know, everybody knows it's not true. How much greater is it when a person will tell you, you know what, I just don't know. I don't know. Someone who can say, I don't know, is, is, is obviously uh, somebody, I think, that, that deserves more respect than someone who can say an answer that they just made up without knowing. And assume you know, and expect people to believe what they're saying. No, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a gava, uh, it's a gava problem to say to think you know everything. It's a problem. It's a, it's a, it's a character flaw. We're not expected to know everything. What we are expected to do is to try to attain as much knowledge as possible. And along the way, we will make mistakes. And it's much better to say, "I don't know." than to say that you do know and give somebody the wrong advice or the wrong answer. And pick a topic. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about just life, business, relationships, whatever. If, if you don't know, just better to say, I re- really, I have no I have no idea. I'm sorry. I wish I would like to, I would like to help you. would like to help. And maybe you can give me chizuk or something. But to answer and without knowing, much worse. Right? It is a, we, we know we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the right the greatest uh, you know prophet that ever lived, someone that we have to say probably had the greatest knowledge uh, for sure in his generation. Although later the Gemara talks about some others that were potentially higher than Moshe Rabbeinu as far as knowledge was concerned, maybe not closeness to Hashem, but um, but. Moshe, in multiple multiple times, didn't have the answer to the question. Uh, just one I'll throw out of you is when when uh, when uh, the uh, people came to Moshe that wanted to bring Korban Pesach, and they were Tameh, and they asked Moshe, why why, why can't we bring Korban Pesach? Lama uh, nigara, right? And what does he answer back? He says, you know what? Lo shamati. I don't know. And he says, well, let's, it's, a, it's a good question. I don't know. Let's go ask Hashem. Right? Uh, by Chad, similar conversation. There's a few times that Moshe is saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And if Moshe Rabbeinu could say, I don't know, so then I think we could say, I don't know also. 
We'll wrap up with this one. Admitting the truth. Admitting the truth. Oh, how hard is that? How hard is that? When you're in the midst of an, of an argument and you're so convinced that you're right. You're so convinced. And you've been going back and forth bringing proofs for the last 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, the other side says something that you know just shuts your argument down. It's over. How often are you really, really willing to say, you know what? You're right. I, I retract everything I said. One of the hardest things to do, especially if you're invested so much effort into this conversation, into this class, into this business deal, into this whatever it is, to be mode al ha'emet, when you hear the truth and you know that you've lost this battle and to say, you know what, I'm, you're right, that's maybe one of the hardest things to do. And it shows a tremendous, tremendous amount of strength in the character of a person who can do that. There's a, there's a story that they bring down from uh, Rabbi Israel from Salant. And he was giving a shiur in the Beit HaMidrash. And he was in the middle of the class. He's building up his whole pool of class, Dershan, going on for half an hour. And then one student asks a question, a bomb question, on the, on the Dershah of the rabbi. And the rabbi pauses like three minutes of silence and he's and you could see in his mind he's racing through his mind and he's moving his hands and he's but he's not talking and after that about three minutes or so he takes his book shuts the book and he says you're absolutely right the shiur is over i'm wrong and he walks away and then while they all come over to him what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean he says you know i had in my mind while I was silent, four or five answers to the question that he asked, but I knew that every one of those questions was not halacha. One of those answers was not a halacha. I could have deflected his question without without being embarrassed and shutting down the shiur, but I would have had to use an answer that wasn't the halacha to do that. And therefore, I thought to myself, and as much as I wanted to respond, better to teach the Musar lesson of admitting when you're wrong and forget about all the answers because anyway they're not going to be the halakha and if I admit to myself I was wrong and his question knocks me down. I'd love to see anybody that's willing to do that. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing strength. So about all of us, again, the whole purpose of learning Pekavot is to try to build up these character traits. There'll be a modair to that. Be a modair when you hear the truth. Don't interrupt your friend. Right? Don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump to answer. Don't speak to in front of people that are more important and more hashuv. And by the way, have a wonderful day.